millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fiji Sevens captain Kalione Nasoko makes a public apology. And Tahiti counts down to its Pacific Games return as Samoa's government shrugs off criticism over accommodation options for the July event. But first, Fijian weightlifter Eileen Thikamatana has been awarded permanent residency in Australia and has her sights set on representing her new country at the 2022 Commonwealth Games. The 19-year-old lifter won gold in the women's under 90 kilogram division at last year's Games, but last year vowed to never represent Fiji again. She was part of the Levuka weightlifting community that's split away from weightlifting Fiji, claiming the national body has mistreated and bullied their athletes. Eileen Thikamatana says she received her Australian permanent residency a few days ago and is now eligible to compete in local and state competitions for New South Wales. Well, if I get the passport, then there's a several process that I need to go through in order to qualify for a certain events. For the Olympics, I have no chance for that because since the process of getting a new passport would take a while, and all I need to do is just keep training and um, keep waiting. The Commonwealth Games in 2022, the World Championship, I've got all, um, I've got the whole world in front of me. I'm still young and I still have a long way to go and a big ladder to climb up. So no matter how long, if I miss this Olympics, there's the next one in 2024. It's not like it's the end of the world where I'll miss everything an instant. But you know, there's a lot of chances in the future where I can participating and take part in. I can compete with the, um, at the state level and um, I've registered my name on the Australian uh, weightlifting um, New South Wales club and that's it. So, so, so I will so, continue competing and getting results for that. So, so that process to get residency, was that easy? Uh, I sat for my general training when, um, last month when I came over to Brisbane. And I got my marks, and everything worked out well. I've received my residency. So does that mean you will have to live in Australia, or, or does that just mean you can compete in events in, in, in Australia? Uh, but... I'll be going in and out. I'll be training at the Institute, and then I'll be off to Sydney to train there, and then I'll be back at the Institute, so I'll be going in and out. What sort of events can you compete in now that you've got Australian residency? Probably the um, domestic uh, domestic events, which is just based in Australia and just within the Australian states, but not national and international. So I just keep my standard up by just competing in those uh, domestic events. And then as soon as I get the blue passport, the blue special book, then that's the end of it. I'll be going out internationally and nationally. And have you had any conversations with Weightlifting Australia in terms of obviously indicating your interest to represent them in, in, in the years to come, and, and, and what have they said? Oh, they've done everything. I've registered as a member in the New South Wales clubs in Sydney, and Australian Weightlifting Federation helped me with it. Well, I'm, um, I'm happy to be part of them since they work with an athlete, and they, they take interest for the athletes. That's what, I, that's what really, really made me speechless. 
I received my Distinguished Talent Visa in two months with the help of the Australian uh, Weightlifting Federation and the International Olympic Committee. And obviously your coach uh, in Numea... And Eileen, your coach in Numea, Paul Koffer, obviously uh, you two have um, trained together for a number of years now and, and he obviously has a history coaching in Australia as well. So did that relationship make this whole process easier? Yes, the best. He's the best of the best. That's why I didn't want to leave him in the first place. That's why I made the decision to stay with him and not with the Iranian coach, with assistance from my Fijian coach, Joe Brady. Will you still be able to train under Joe Brady at times? Will you ever go back and, and train with him sometimes? Well, he'll be coming over here for two weeks, so he's helping out in any ways with my career in the sports. So he's like my second father and uh, with uh, Paul. He'll be looking after us in the, in the next two weeks. He'll be with us in Newmere training. And uh, Eileen, how soon do you think you might be able to get citizenship and, and to be able to represent Australia on the international stage? Depends on the process of getting that new blue passport. Um, whatever process they have, what, how long it takes, I'm ready to, to wait just to get that blue passport, no matter how long. Even if I miss the Olympics, I'll wait until the right time comes. I'll compete in the next Olympics. It's not the end of the world. I still have the whole world in front of me now. Is there any feeling of sadness still with you in terms of obviously, you know, you've grown up Fijian and represented Fiji and won a gold medal for Fiji. Um, is there any part of that that you're still feeling a little bit sad about or have you completely completely moved on? Well, I feel bad. Uh, apparently, I'm a Fijian. I'm proud to be Fijian, but after all the tries that I've tried to attempt to... We just asked them for two things, but they refused to help us with that. Um... After all the attempts trying to sort it out, sort the the eternal situation with the weightlifting Fiji, they refused to, they were not ready to listen to the athletes. Because we, we have to do what they say. It's like we're staying in a dictatorship uh, country. Well, in Fiji, it's a freedom country. We do what we want to do. But the Federation Weightlifting Fiji didn't want to help to the athletes, only five people. And at the end of the day, it's the athletes who's doing the work, not them. We're the ones lifting. We're the ones who feel the pain. We're the ones who sacrifices. We're the ones who feels all sorts of these things. But with them, they just sit, and they help us get to these uh, competitions. But them getting this new coach and not consulting the athletes is just, is just not on. It's not helping in any kind of ways. Well, with what they did, uh, it's un unforgivable. Uh, weightlifting Fiji, what they did with me is very disappointing and it's, it doesn't go well with an athlete, especially after all we have done for them. And they just think being an international coach will sort everything out. Well, I'm a Fijian leaving my country behind. It's sad, but I'll have to move on. Especially leaving my family there in Fiji. You know, they're Fijians and I'll be representing another country, which is really sad, but there's nothing I can do about it. They're not ready to help the athletes in any kind of way with what we want to do. They don't want to respect our decision, especially as a female. If they don't want to do that, if they don't want to help us out with that kind of way, they might as well move on and be with someone or be with a group that, you know, respects athletes, especially females, when they make decisions. Um, and, and if you do make it to the next Commonwealth Games, as you, as you say, you hope you will to, to represent Australia, would it would it be a bit weird standing on the uh, the dais and hearing the Australian anthem? I'll be on top of the world since getting an Australian citizenship is one of the hardest things to get. And, they gave me an opportunity. Why not take it? That's weightlifter Eileen Thikamatana.
The Fiji 7's captain Kaleone Nisoko has made a public apology after pleading guilty to driving while under the influence of alcohol. The 28-year-old was arrested three weeks ago after failing a breathalyser test near Nandi. He had a blood alcohol concentration level of 0.027% and was remanded because he is on a provisional licence. Before flying out with the team for the Las Vegas League of the World 7 Series, Nasoko addressed the media and Fijian public and said he was truly sorry for the mistake he made. I would like to humbly apologise to the people of Fiji, to our president, chairman, CEO, and the colleagues at the Fiji Rugby Union, to our sponsors, my teammates and family for letting you down. Uh, to represent Fiji as a member of Fiji Champs is the honour and a privilege and one that I cherish greatly. Uh, I made a mistake when I decided to drive my vehicle that morning. That I acknowledge the error of judgment and uh, I'm regretful for the decision I made. It is my hope that uh, this occasion be learning to patient in this situation uh, to ensure you 100% clear before you pick up your keys to, uh, to drive. Uh, I never intended to cause uh, damage um, to the reputation or the legacy of the YJC. Uh, I'm truly sorry for this event and I hope to end back the trust of you all through my future actions and uh, uh, behaviors. Uh, thank you for your continued loyal support for the Fiji Airways Fiji 7s. Everything we give for this team is to make people of Fiji proud and uh, team being a journey to USA for this next leg of series which came up. Uh, we hope you can believe for us to continue to show that determination and honour on the That's the Fiji 7's captain, Kalione Nasoko. Tahiti will send more than 300 athletes to this year's Pacific Games after resolving a dispute with the French Polynesian government. Tahiti's suspension from the Pacific Games Council for political interference was provisionally lifted six months ago, with athletes from the French territory free to participate at July's Games in Samoa. The Tahiti Olympic Committee will handle the selection of athletes in rugby and boxing, which both have competing federations in the territory. The Vice President of Tahiti's Olympic Committee, Charles Villiam, says athletes from the rival federations in both sports will compete against each other to determine who will represent Tahiti in Apia. With the President of the Olympic Committee, Mr. Louis Provost, we have been working since uh, last January to clarify our position, to show the, the Pacific Council that we are fully independent from the government in terms of uh, sports in, in Tahiti. The good uh, proof is that uh, uh, now all the all the sports in Tahiti, as well as uh, the French Polynesia Games and the Island Games, are under the control of the Olympic Committee in Tahiti. So we're really uh, working uh, uh, with our president, uh, Mr. Uh, Louis Provost, uh, to bring back uh, the good relation that we have with the, the, the Pacific Islands and all Oceania's uh, sports uh, uh, confederations and also the, the Pacific Games Council. So we're really in the move to have a good participation in Samoa 2019. Yeah, because Tahiti is traditionally one of the largest delegations and, and certainly the most successful and competitive delegations that compete in these events. Um, so a lot of people were obviously sad that there was no Tahitian athletes uh, competing at the mini-games in, in Vanuatu uh, uh, 18 months or, or, or so ago. Um, 
uh, of course those athletes were invited to compete as as neutrals but uh, in the end uh, no one did turn up so um you know from Tahiti's point of view do you feel maybe the athletes have a, have a point to prove in Samoa the athletes in Tahiti they approve our our decision they all approve 100% but I don't want to come back on that because as Tahitian we like to move forward instead of backward so uh, all athletes now, they, as you said, they want they want to prove that they really are sports people, and uh, and working together with a good uh, um, Pacific spirit uh, for the for the games. So uh, yes, uh, Tahiti going to be a very strong, very competitive uh, uh, delegation of uh, uh, more than 454 members and maybe. I think we are 300 some athletes. Rugby and boxing were the two sports where I guess there was, um, you know, the dispute. Um, so the agreement that the Olympic Committee's come to with the Pacific Games Council was that the Tahitian Olympic Committee, you will choose uh, the athletes for that sport, and, and and everybody will have a chance. Is that right? Yes, uh, the plan that we have proposed to the Pacific Games Council, uh, because the two the two associations they don't want to accept that. Uh, the other one is better, and I'm there better. So the move that we have uh, proposed to the uh, Pacific Council is that, okay, the Olympic uh, Committee is going to step up and uh, ask the champions of the two federations to have a bout in, uh, on, on April 26, uh, under the, the control of AIBA and, uh, and the Oceania Boxing Association, and the, the winner winner uh, going to go to the Games. So we're going to bring... Uh, for the first time, uh, the the real champions of uh, of the Eden. Okay, and and how is that resolved in in rugby sevens? Rugby sevens it will be the same. The same is the same that uh, the two associations in Haiti they are working uh, to have the best uh, the best uh, rugby men uh, players for the game. We don't want to have any uh, like jeopardize from uh, one of the other uh, association. We just want to bring. The, the best of TDs uh, rugby players. And uh, July is not far away for the Pacific Games. Um, how are preparations going for uh, Team Tahiti? Oh, Team Tahiti, they are they are uh, fighting a lot in all sports to bring the best. And we have last uh, mon- Monday night they had a meeting in Tahiti with all the the associations uh, going for the games, the sports, and uh, they really. Uh, working on having not like we used to do, bring bring uh, of course the champions, but also some other athletes. But now they're really making, putting a, a selections of the best of each sport in Tahiti. And I guess the one other thing is there, there's been some concerns expressed from uh, Tahiti about the athletes' accommodation. Uh, obviously, there's been some issues in Samoa trying to find adequate accommodation for all athletes a- across the countries competing. Um, and I think the majority are meant to be staying at the Faliula compound uh, at the church. Um, there, there were concerns there from Tahiti in terms of you know whether that's going to be big enough, whether it's going to be an adequate uh, uh, base for the athletes. Yes, because uh, we used to, we used to like uh, New Caledonia have a different uh, way of uh, lodging uh, the 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 athletes. But in Samoa, at first we were told that uh, all athletes are gonna be in hotels, and then lately we had uh, uh, information that we'll be at the Baptist uh, Church uh, 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 lodging. Our our general treasurer and our chef de mission went just 
come back from uh, from uh, Samoa and they have inspected those housing for the athletes and we figure out that it's not that it's bad but uh, uh, our athletes uh, figure out that uh, they're not going to be in a good mo- in a good mood uh, but we told them that everybody going to be at, at the same level but uh, because uh, Tahiti have as there's there's some condominiums there and uh, it's a better 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 conditions uh, because we were the first uh, to be there and the first to have paid, we have asked for those condominiums, and they said, "Well, it's not. Uh, uh, they didn't. They didn't attribute to to any countries yet. So we have to wait." That's the vice president of Tahiti's Olympic Committee, Charles Villiam. The Samoan government has since approved 15 new accommodation providers to house international technical officials and delegates during the games in Apia. The chair of the Pacific Games Organising Committee, Luau Kaniti Seal, says they have now secured enough accommodation to host all the athletes and officials that will be attending the Games. The, I think the committee is doing a great job with uh, securing the 15 hotels. And uh, what they say that, uh, yeah, everything's in place. So it's not a problem with that. Obviously, there was a memorandum of understanding uh, signed with a lot of providers uh, late last year, but uh, the, the fruits of that uh, haven't completely come through yet. There's still uh, not that many that are on that list. Um, you know, what's the progress like? How many more do you need? Uh, well, actually, uh, the committee was looking at uh, which hotel is uh, suitable with uh, you know with with the situation and 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 the way that uh, they are located. You know, not far away from uh, from the you know from the sports uh, compound, and uh, yet uh, some of the hotels uh, came up with the idea that uh, they were a bit of uh, confused with with their usual case uh, coming in. But at least that uh, we have the plan B as uh, we approached uh, the, the Methodist Church that uh, they have uh, fairly uh, good accommodations with that and. Uh, uh, they welcome the, the idea to host uh, uh, that leech there. Yeah, so so it's, it's, not, it's not a big deal anyway. So we're, we're just coming down with, with the plan B at the moment. Yeah, so obviously the, the, the bulk of the athletes will be at the Fali Ola compound. Uh, the, Tahitian delega- the, the, tele- the Tahitian delegation did express some concerns after their visit there a couple of weeks back. Um, do you, have you spoken to them about yeah. that or do you, do you agree with that? Or Actually, they have notified me with... The, the committee, but uh, it's not a big deal with that. I mean, uh, those guys, they came in and yet that's uh, what they said on the, the media, but actually, they weren't agree with that. They said it was fine. Um, and, and so I guess with all the shift emissions in Apia uh, this week, uh, it's a chance for, I guess, every delegation to get a, a first-hand look uh, at not only the accommodation, but also the, the venues and the progress with just, you know, four months to go. Yes, that's over. right. Uh, they're having a meeting today and tomorrow, and uh, hopefully that they're coming up with a solution with that, and hopefully that they are happy with the situation so far. So we'll be meeting again tonight and see what the outcomes of the meeting today and tomorrow. But uh, I will say that, uh, yeah, we were ready to, to host anyway. What would you, as the chair of the organising committee, uh, Luau, what would you say is the biggest challenge uh, for Samoa in these final four months? Uh, yeah, to, uh, I guess that, uh, you know, the infrastructure has to come up. On time, uh, that's the only uh, big deal that we're having. But uh, after all, that uh, the committee was saying that uh, 80%, 90% of, of you know of the preparations is there. 
So, so you mentioned in terms of the accommodation that you've got the Plan B option of Faliulura. You announced those additional providers uh, earlier this week. So do you do you need to get more accommodation providers still, or do you have enough as it is? I think with the accommodations, I will say that uh, everything's been settled now. So, yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it. That's Samoa's Minister for Sport, Luau Kaneti Seal, and that's the World in Sport for this week. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.